We live in a world where 1.8 metres is almost always 1.6 metres, and the roommates are always better looking. We get it. Dating can be difficult. So for now, why not take it easy? Tinder. Swipe right. Guess what, everybody? This is the final ever episode of season one of Waiting for a Date. How exciting is that? We've had such a journey. Um, And today we're going to cap off with a really important message, which is about being unapologetically single. I think it's a really apt uh, note to leave it on because at the start of this uh, podcast, I was single and We've been on a few dates while recording, but I'm still single and I need to learn how to be more unapologetic about that. So today I'm going to be talking to some really funny people. I've got Demi Lardner, who will give you 22 minutes of just deep. It's fantastic. She's one of my favorite guests that we've had on, so you need to tune in. It's so funny. We've also got Chantelle from The Office, who's going to be taking us through what it's like to be unhappily single. So if you're unhappily single, maybe we'll find some tips here. Awesome solidarity. And we've also got uh, a disaster date, which is potentially the most grotesque disaster date we've had uh, yet. It involves somebody completely demolishing a very sacred piece of uh, food stuff. So I'll let you tune into that. But uh, yeah, here we go. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, Demi. Hey, Demi. Hey. Oh, yeah, this is working. Is it good? Yeah, we got sound. Dope. Everyone, welcome to Waiting for a Date. We've got Demi Lardner in. That was her just sucking the um, sucking the juice, sucking the end out of a kabooch. A kabooch. A kabooch-y. It's still going. It's frothing. It loves me. This is what love is. (laughs) Demi. Yay. We have you in here today because we're talking about being unapologetically single. Yes. And what what that means for people. What does it mean for you? Well. What does apologetically single look like? <laughs> you know what? I was I'm really sorry. I'm just, I'm always empty. Someone get in. Please. Please. There's so much room in there. Um, I, my favorite thing, I'm not single right now. Ha- happily in a real good, cool relationship with a good boy who has a cool, handsome dick. And, <laughs> um, I, but I, just like, I was a single kind of uh, like officially single for like two or three years before that. Right. And it was dope. It's you cool. enjoy it? I enjoyed it a lot. I'm, I like am very in love right now, but being single was great. Yeah. It was really cool. And I got so used to it and I was like, oh man, I'll just do this forever. I don't care. Which I think is a great way to, like, if you're, this is my thing is I, I don't know how to um, not be an idiot gremlin, do you know what I mean? (laughs) So, like, if I do it as much as possible, then I'll find someone right, Right. which I did. Well, because your partner is another comedian. He's a comedian, yes. And... Which I swore off for a while, (laughs) but he's good. And we're... This is... People... It's the opposite of opposites attract because we're the same kind of just absolute dickhead. Yeah. And like our comedy's similar as well, so our house is a nightmare. I know, I can't even imagine. Do you live with house? Do you guys live together? Yeah. Do you live with housemates? No, it's just an apartment. Okay, so it's it's, confined to a space. Yeah, but this thing, it's so hard to have visitors because we have to, like, before anyone comes in, we have to, like, kind of leave the house and then come back in and be like, if we weren't us, 
what would be awful to see in here? Ah, the seven prop dildos on the mantle. <laughs> we'll need to move them. Some of them have angel wings glued to the side. People shouldn't see this. And you're this is for everyone listening. Demi is 100% not taking the piss. No. Like, this is, <laughs> that is your this, life. This is my life. Um, it's great and awful for those around me. <laughs> Good for you, at least. Yeah. Talk us through your comedy. It's stupid. It's silly. And that's like, I don't, I don't talk about, I talk about um, real things, but not as a bummer. I don't know. It's just, it's all silly because I don't, first of all, I don't have opinions that anybody needs to hear and I'm not going to change your life. So... I'm just going to do stupid shit, and when you come see it, hopefully it makes you happy and probably dumber. Do you, when you, like, look out to your audience, what kind of people come to your shows? Are there a lot of couples, or...? It's a lot of people who look like me. (laughs) (laughs) Asymmetrical haircuts and septum piercings a lot of the time. And uh, the the gays, uh, it's just just my people. The community is very supportive and good. And then there's a couple straights in there being like, oh, I don't understand this, but I like it. <laughs> it's different. It's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but, okay, so as a comedian, though, yes. a lot of comedians take dating and relationships and put it on the stage and get mm-hmm. a lot of fodder out of it because it is funny a lot of the time. It, yeah, yes. I I don't, really. You I, don't. T- I I skirt around it in stupid ways by, you know, just like screaming into a handbag all my feelings about dates that I've been on and then closing it and putting it in a bin. Like, it's not me being like, this is what it's like. (laughs) Boys, listen up. Hey, boys and girls being inclusive. (laughs) I used to run away from dates with girls because I'd be like, oh, they're too pretty. I don't like dudes. I would be like, I know what's going on here. And then girls, I'd be like, oh, you're perfect. and I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> it made me too nervous. Yeah, isn't it funny? I, I think because um, you do do a bit about how you're like the... Um, gateway gonna, to... The gateway. Gateway to homosexuality for both genders. Is that one of your like most popular jokes that you tell? Yeah, actually. Well, I, I don't do it anymore because it was like people would yell it at me. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, and which is great, but it was also like it's true it's like very true and also like it goes the other way as well i i've had a couple of like very short like relationships with gay men really yeah that so were like, like oh this is, this is weird and i was like i mean i'm pretty genderless it's fine yeah, don't worry yeah, about yeah. it you made a little reference to not offending people before doing that joke yes ah yeah do you yeah, remember yeah, that yeah, yeah, i yeah. saw you in Sur- in surrey hills yes yeah it was so so, yeah, and it's never, it has never been, <laughs> straight people get way more offended for uh, queers than, than we do, because obviously I, I, I'm like, you guys know that this is true. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> and, and then straight people will be like, I don't agree. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's not, I, I get way more... I, I don't really get um, complaints about that stuff anymore because it's all so stupid and ridiculous. All I get now is just, like, I don't know, death threats from uh, MRAs. Do you really? Yeah, a but lot. But this is so weird because your stuff's not even, like, it's, this it's is what, absurd comedy. It's not political in any way. They're like, she 
has a bald bit on her head <laughs> and she's not talking about how I should respect her. So, die! It's just, they get really confused. I mean, being a comedian, you're so visible, not only on stage, but then being on in the comedy galas and, like, you've yeah. gone viral on Facebook and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, w- was any of that happening when you were single and did that, change the way people like would you get dms um or? i still get dms people right. the, well this is another thing when i moved in with uh, uh my boyf tom that's my phone what a professional whomst is that what a professional i think it's a reminder to come do this which is a shame she's <laughs> uh, here folks oh no this is all right so the reminder says dalmatians <laughs> great really good stuff very helpful good thing to stop the podcast for <laughs> um uh, so I still get DM'd and stuff. When I first moved in with Tom, I, we, <laughs> he got, he got a lot of, uh, messages and I would get, um, comments on like my Instagram posts when like both of us would be in our, it would be in our apartment from, um, mostly women being like, wow, great that you found a cool new housemate. Oof. And like it's very clearly a one-bedroom apartment, <laughs> and just him being like, "Guys, we fuck. Stop this! <laughs> I feel like I'm shooing queer ladies away with a broom." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, you took me. Like you, you took can you you to deal with that? Part and parcel. I'm not a catch, you guys. I suck. <laughs> like I never shut the toilet door. It's a nightmare. You don't want me. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I want to talk about um a lot in your comedy. You use like your dad. Yeah, as a thing yeah um when you were single or even when you're in relationships does he try and give you advice yeah he used to try and give me uh, this (laughs) actually i think i still have uh the clip of this because i did a um i did a i started recording a podcast like two years ago i think um where i wanted to talk to my dad about things that you're not meant to talk to your parents about so uh it was like uh, all right uh religion depression sex and whatever else i could think of and it was like a different thing each episode we did this sex one where I just I love also I love just calling my dad kind of out of the blue and being like dad tell me what you were saying yesterday about how much you love anal and he'll be like oh Demi don't do this to me again but so we were talking we were doing this episode and I was talking to him about sex and he said uh we, I said something about like did you ever like think you were gay and he was like oh no not really I don't think so he made some silly joke and it was uh he's a cool guy he's uh he's really progressed in the last few years but then um he was like oh what about you have you ever thought about that and I was like dad you know because I thought I'd come out to him before I was like you you know that I'm do you not know this and he's like what and I was like I like I've d- dated girls and he's like what and kissed him <laughs> and I'm like yeah and he went oh yuck <laughs> Just straight out, yuck. Straight up, oh, yuck. <laughs> and now, and then it was like, it was so, like, I laughed really hard. But then for the next few months, he was like, oh, no, don't oh. And then the next time he visited me when I still lived in Melbourne, he, like, came out with this yucky, gnarled up olive, olive branch and was like, hey, uh, do you, who would be, like, your celebrity girl crush if you had Fuck <laughs> off. Oh, and I told him, and then he was like, oh, mine's George Clooney. <laughs> So cute. Of course, such his an dad. idiot. Yeah. He's like Google's hottest man in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Just it? come up with GC, old old GC. I have the recording of Dad finding that out as well. I Literally have, saying, I have the, "Oh, oh yuck. yuck!" Yeah. If you as, want me to send it to please, you, <laughs> drop it in. in yeah. As funny as it is, like 
That, did it hurt your feelings a little bit? At the oh, time? a little bit, but I was just kind of like, oh, Dad's old and he is, like, learning about that stuff. And now he's, like, so down with it. I was talking to him. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm doing a photo shoot today um, with this um, – uh, I, I need to remember – I can't remember his actual title, but um, he's a trans man and he's a photographer. His name's Billy. And um, he was taking photos for this just this queer Instagram feed. And I was like, yeah, my um, my uh, trans friend is going to take photos of me for this queer Instagram feed. And Dad just giggled. And I was like, what? And he was like, oh, you know, it's just a lot to learn. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, that's fair enough. And he was like, all right, so that's all right. So trans... Men, and I was like, yes, they they identify as a man. They're like, and they uh, before that, and I was like, yes, they were they were assigned female at birth. And he was like, yeah, all right. So, and look, I know I'm not look, I know I'm not meant like I can't. I know I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm look, I'm sorry. How do they get a dick? I'm sorry. <laughs> like, oh. Dad, I oh man, I so appreciate you trying. It's really not important, <laughs> like. It's not something you really need to know, but like maybe I don't know, do some research. Yeah, like do a little Google. Yes, get George away. Yeah, Start yeah, again. yeah. Now, Demi. Yes, I'm going to give you an an awkward in a uh, very natural fashion. What are you going to tell me? I want to give you an awkward single situation. Mm-hmm. So awkward things you find yourself in when you're single. Yes, and I would like you to give me advice on how to handle it. All right, number Let's one. Do this. Friends who think they're an easy couple to third wheel because they're not like other couples. <laughs> uh, God, I love them. Uh, There's a lot of them out there. Yeah. Um, just sort of, all right, so this is what you do. And they, it's in a little quiet moment where they just have a little kiss, you just, you just slowly rise up behind them and you just go, can I get in on this? <laughs> you just sort of slide your little, your little face meat in there. <laughs> all right. Awkwardly sitting alone at a bar slash party slash etc. because your mate is busy flirting with someone else. Oh, that's a good. Um, Do you get awkward like that? I don't really. I don't really feel awkward because I am very happy entertaining myself. And I sort of. I think when I was a kid, I was so 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 anxious and awkward that I like made a conscious decision. I made myself like a mind palace that if I ever feel embarrassed, just don't. Just stop feeling that yeah, way, yeah, yeah. so I don't anymore get embarrassed really by anything, because I can't. Because it's a survival mechanism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of perfect. Yeah. So just I just sit and then order another whiskey, <laughs> down it, and just like kind of either look really like happy or just look severe, just like a a, a um like a really severe like a uh, female. Uh, um, what's their name? Oh, no, cut this out. I'm sound- Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a video game. It's just getting- Soul Calibur. <laughs> a severe female character in Soul Calibur. <laughs> and bring a big sword. That's important. Big sword. Yeah. Always important. Yeah. The last one. Yes. Going home to an empty bed. <laughs> <laughs> um... It's so good, though. It's the best. It's so good to... Like, I... Like, I... My um, current boyfriend is a meat furnace, so, like, whenever he's the... And he just sort of schlumps over just to have a big hug in the night, and I'm like, I'm getting cooked. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm a little yeah. bun now. He's you like a roaster. Yeah, I'm rising. I'm full of yeast. I'm a little bun. You're going to make <laughs> me delicious. But this is very hard to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, But it's so good to... I just... I, I hug a pillow no matter whether... Even if I'm not alone in the bed, because it's so 
It's so good. Yes, I'll put it between the knees. Yes, between the knees. Yeah. I'm I'm I think we're probably both like kind of our torsos are small enough that it's kind of just like a full experience, right? Oh god, it's good. But it's nice having an empty bed. Put a candle there. That'll make you happy. Yes. Get plants for your room. Oh man, yeah. Last time I was I was alone for like a month in the house. I bought like <laughs> 50 plants. <laughs> it does make a difference. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. I Breathing emptied out life. a, a um, plastic baby's head to, to fill with a plant and it looks, it looks good. severe. It looks brutal and yeah. good. Looks Is great. it growing? Yeah. It looks dope. I'm quite the horticulturalist. So you got a great thumb. Yeah. Well, I just buy plants that don't die easy. Still, I do, I do the same. I got devil's ivy and I've killed that twice. <laughs> so, but yes, so there is an upside to being single. I think so, yeah. The bed. Yeah, the bed. And if you figure out how to be single good, which is just like chill and spend time with yourself, man, it's really good to take yourself on dates as well. I used to do that. I, I remember I went alone to see the um, Justin Bieber movie. Um, I went alone to see Trolls 2. Trolls <laughs> 2. Just taking yourself on dates to do stupid shit is so good. And you notice, so it, like, everything is funny. Every single thing in the world is funny. And that, like, I, you notice so much more when you're just like, if you don't have headphones on and go for a walk and take yourself on a date, shit is great. There's stupid stuff going on that you need just to see. Everywhere. That when you're in love, you just don't notice it, and then you're all involved in each other and pressing your meat together, which is the best. But stuff is so good when you just take yourself on a date; it's the best. And then you just be yourself forever, and then you find someone they're like, "Hey, you seem like you're you," and you're like, "I am me." And then you smush each other, smush each other. But yeah. that's all about being unapologetically single, isn't yeah. it? We live in a world where pizza is the universal language of love and there's an entire subculture of women out there who only want you for your beard. We get it. Dating can be ridiculous. So why not embrace it? Tinder. Swipe right. Chantel, welcome back to the studio. You've been in here for a recording before, haven't you? I have. What did we talk about? Um, Just a little bit of a text message slip up oh you you had a disaster date didn't you no no not a disaster date just a disaster where I messaged the wrong person um someone that I liked saying that I was really excited to get a message from them but I sent it to them so that was awkward that's that's a classic move by you (laughs) (laughs) that's a predictable move by me and which is funny because this segment is all about being single yeah um, so it's funny that you did that and you're now single. I am an expert at being single, I would say. <laughs> Give it to us straight. How long have you been single for? I've been single... Um, I've been single four years now. Okay. Four long, years? Yeah, a long four years. But then I think before that there was probably another four years, you know? Yep, like I'm yep, single, yep. I've been single more than I've been in a relationship for sure. And that's not to say that you haven't been dating. Like, we've been working together for nearly three years now, and you've been telling me about guys you've been dating. Yeah, I date. I just can't seem to lock them down, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a novelty, I would say. What about you as a novelty? Um, I think that I'm quite, um, how would I say this, like a little bit strong-minded. Okay. Um, confrontational. Um, I kind of come across as, like, knowing what I want. Mm-hmm. And sort of putting on like a bit of a show when I first meet someone because you're kind of just putting it on. Yep. Um, and then as time goes on, I think that that kind of dwindles a little bit. I think that like weirdly, a lot of people are really attracted to the whole um, working in media, like being successful, um, 
like a lot of tradies and that kind of thing are like, ooh, like, oh, really? Wow, well, like structure in a business. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. they're just used to kind of getting their hands dirty nine till five. And then you're like, oh, I produced this and I did this. And they're like, oh, wow. It's sexy. Yeah. But well, also yeah. intimidating. True. So Are, it's novelty, sexy, later on intimidating. Oof, that's a really good deduction, deduction, or however you say it. I actually can relate to that because my first job was in a car yard. <laughs> and, like, I'm the kind of person that will give whatever I'm doing 100%. So, like, in my mind, I was going to be working in a car yard for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I remember looking at people in the media, even people who, like, even if you're, like, the risk. Uh, not saying that just being a receptionist is just being a receptionist, but like I would aspire full heartedly to be a receptionist at a media company. Like that would have been huge for me. Totally. Yeah. Because it's this sexy world that's like so hard to get into. Yeah. So that's funny that you say that. Yeah. Do you get that on like when you're on dating apps? Yeah. Do you put your job? Yeah. I think um, pedestrian TV in the bio has really been a conversation starter. Ooh, what kind of replies t- do you get? Just like, oh, so what, what's it like working at Pedestrian? Or What do you say? Know. Well, I mean, <laughs> we can leave that for another day. Uh, oh, look, I try not to give too much away. I also don't like having too much conversation on a dating app. I try to leave it for the date. Yes. Otherwise, I get bored and their novelty wears off. So isn't that funny little world yes. that we live in? <laughs> I really like that you went in and you told us why you think that you're single because I think a lot of people, when they're single, you do have a lot of time to think like, if if it is me, what could it be? What mm. is it about me that's... But a lot of the time, that can be pointless because it's just circumstantial. Mm. How... Okay, put it to... I'll put it to you this way. Yeah. How much of you being single do you think is circumstantial versus you as a person? Um... I mean, it's kind of a hard question because I think you'll just go in a downward spiral <laughs> if you start, um, you know, examining yourself internally. Um, I mean, look, when you are single for a really long time, I think that you do start looking inward and going, okay, well, maybe there's something about me, maybe. And maybe it doesn't have to be about your personality, but maybe it's about, you know, are my standards too high? Am I too picky? Um, You know, is there something else going on that I'm not addressing that always makes me either... Because it's not always people saying to me that they don't like me. I mean, a lot of the time I'm like, yeah, not interested. Mm, mm. I think it's been a good 50-50 divide, I would say. Um, And when you do experience yourself having to let someone down, it makes it a little bit easier to comprehend coming from the other direction. It does, doesn't it? And then you just realise that it's just like... a lot of the people that I've turned down, there's like they're awesome people. I just can't see it. It's and it's literally right? that. It's it's because when someone shit sandwiches you and is like, "You're great," but you or and I'm like, "You're you're lying." Yeah, you know. I, but then you, when you're on the other end and you're doing that, you're like, "Crap!" Like you really are. You're gonna make someone really happy. Ew, that sounds so cliche, but right, it's, true. it's very bachelor esque. You know, <laughs> you're gonna make someone very happy. It's just not me. Um, yeah, I think that. It's hard because on the flip side, there are people that I have liked and have let down and just said, you know, sorry, but I think we're really different or some kind of excuse when really what I'm thinking is can't really get over the way that you chew. You right. Know? So yes. it does make you think, is there something that I'm doing on dates? That's a downward spiral. And they're, you know, just like sugarcoating oh. the actual problem. Like, oh, could they not get over that I'm two centimetres taller than them? Oh, yes. could they not get over this? Like, is there something that they think would be too hurtful to say? So there's two sort of ends of the spectrum where it could be 
something really little they just couldn't overcome or it could just be something where it's just like our personalities just aren't there. God, you want it to be the latter. You but, don't want it to be your weird chewing style, do you? Yeah, so here's the real kicker <gasps> is like when you interpret it so differently, right? Like I've met someone and mm-hmm. I've been like, oh, my God, best date ever. Finally yep. found him, uh-huh. right? And you feel like you finally, you know, you've been so patient and you're like, yep, it was all worth it. And then they might message you and say, sorry, but I just wasn't feeling it. And you're like, what the fuck? Were we on the same day? Yeah. what? This is like a brain snap. Yes. And that really confuses me because I'm like, how can you get it so wrong? Yeah. How yeah. can there be a vibe and you totally can't pick up on a vibe? That's That creeps me out. It's like when you're walking down the street and you wave to someone or no, someone waves to you, but they're not waving at you. It's like this guy was actually slid into my DMs a couple of nights ago because mm. I did this um, Insta story about watching Haunting of Hill House oh, yes. and how scared I was. Yeah. And then he responded saying, oh, is it good? I'll start watching it. And then we just like started chatting only a little bit. And then today he's like, hey, I want you like for a content thing. It's like, oh, <gasps> whoops. Whoops, I was like kind of being flirty with you. This is so embarrassing. You just mm. want me for my content. I know. Is it safer to just like stay in your little hole and yeah. not even try? Yeah, right. Ugh. I mean, DMs are, a, if you're sliding into the DMs, I'm thinking one thing. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like email me if it's professional. Right. right. There's there are, a, there's there are a ways there. to do these things. <laughs> just Google it, mate. Yeah. I want to talk about like being unhappy and being single. Mm. So like for me... I get unhappy being single when it's like a Saturday night and I just want to stay home and like maybe my housemate comes back with her boyfriend and they're like doing this cute thing where they're cooking dinner together and like Mm. that's the most exciting Saturday night because I know what it's like when you're in a relationship and it's a Saturday night and you're cooking something there's nowhere else you'd rather be Mm. and I'm like eating my Uber Eats watching Haunting of Hill House scaring the shit out of myself yeah I don't know. I think like the negatives with being single um, usually for me have a lot to do with boredom, right? Okay. And then that's like a whole nother kettle of fish in and of itself because it's like, are my motives for not wanting to be single right? Talk me through the boredom. When does it hit and what does it feel like? I think the boredom hits when you have exhausted all of your social options Mm -hmm. and everyone's doing something else um, or they've got something on. And you just don't have that person that you can always rely on to do something. I think for a lot of us, we always have that best friend or, you know, whatever, who will just do those really mundane things with you and there not be any awkwardness. Like, you know, you can be like, come over and you can do your own separate things. Yes. But when that best friend gets a partner, it's all shot to hell. So true. So you've kind of got to find a best friend within a partner, you know, and then get some sex on tap as well, which is going to hurt. But, um... Yeah, I think that's when being single really hits. And then I think the longer it goes on, that's when it hurts as well. Because you kind of, and this sounds like a really horrible, horrible thing (laughs) to say, but sometimes I look at people who are always in relationships, right? Constantly in relationships and they are really shitty humans. Yep. Right? It's got nothing to do with their appearance, whatever. It's always got to do with their personality. And I'm like, well, fuck, if if they've got a boyfriend, what in God's name have I got going on? Yeah. See if they can lock one down, but maybe they've got some master manipulative shit going on. Who and knows? like, if there's one shit person, there's an, you know, it's there's plenty more. They're probably with another shitty. Mm, I don't know. It's always. Don't you feel like it's always the really nice guy that's <laughs> with the shit girl? Really? Or the other way around? Yeah. Shit guy with a good girl. But I feel like there's always a huge disparity in those people that you do look at and go, what? 
the hell? That can be frustrating. Yeah. So it does make you think, well, is there something going on Totally. Yeah. For anybody who's listening, we don't want you to think that we're sad, <laughs> single women. <Nope>. So... <laughs> There's a lot of positives. <laughs> so many positives. Mm-hmm. No, there really is. What What's your favourite thing about being single? Um, I think it always comes down to freedom. Mm. I think you forget when you've been single for so long, it's so easy to go, oh, I wish I had a boyfriend, I wish I had a boyfriend. I tell you right now, I've had a boyfriend for three weeks, I'd go, I wish I was fucking single. Yeah, <laughs> it's always what you it's, don't have. It's always what you don't have. And I think that um, when you hear your friends complain about these silly things that their boyfriends are doing or their girlfriends are doing, you kind of go, oh, who has the time? Yeah. You know, it's kind of like being in high school again. Like little petty things like blah, blah, didn't invite me to their birthday. Right. It's like, oh, yawn. Um, So it's like when you hear, oh, I just can't believe that Jeremy didn't wash the dishes last night. I am so pissed off. I haven't spoken to him for two days. You're like, oh, God. Yeah, right. I don't miss this. And and it is, their feelings are valid. Like that person who's complaining about Jeremy is genuinely pissed off. Totally. Like at least for us, we can only really be pissed off at ourselves. Yeah. And I think doing the dishes. But I think, like, independent thinking as well. Like, I can't imagine having to consider someone else in my life every single time I want to say yes or no to something, right? Do you want to go travelling? Oh, let me just see what Bob thinks. Do you want to go to dinner tonight? Let me just see what Bob's doing. No, the dinner thing... Can you come to this on the weekend? You know? Chantelle, the dinner thing was, I think, what broke my first ever relationship. Uh. It'd be like, what do you want? This is like a meme. Oh, the choosing of the dinner. What do you want? Yeah. I don't know. Or if you do know and they want something different, I once drove an ex-boyfriend to literal almost tears yeah. because I wanted fish and chips so bad and he just, he wanted a kebab. Right. And he, I made him drive to both places. Why can't he have both? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was before Uber Eats, you see. Yeah. It's been a long time. <laughs> oh. You know, it's been a long time when there wasn't Uber Eats. <laughs> Fuck. Drying up over here. <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. Let's go to the next segment. <laughs> Steph, welcome into the studio. Thank you very much for having me. Now, you're a writer here at Pedestrian TV, but you're also somebody who's been on a disaster date. I definitely have, yes, unfortunately. <laughs> Can you talk us through it? Sure thing. So I uh, I became on the market, as it were, earlier this year and did the whole, okay, I'm going to go on the online apps and try all the dating things and experiment with all of that stuff. And I went on a couple of dates and I thought, okay, I'll just give it a go. Might as well see Mm -hmm. what happens. And I started talking to this one guy and we got along fairly well on the app. I don't tend to give my number out until I actually meet the person. So I was like, okay, let's go out. We'll have some dinner. I am a very, very, very very passionate Italian, so we yes. always get pizza when I go out. Um, so we went to my favourite pizza place in Leichhardt, and we we got along really, really well. Everything seemed to be going fine. He was a s- relatively normal human. Okay. He ordered the wine. I was like, okay, cool, I'm getting pizza. You get red wine. That's fantastic. And then the meals came. Yes. So he had ordered tortellini boscaiola. Talk us through what that dish is. Basically, it's a really creamy sauce with, like, uh, tortellini is like a wrapped-up pasta with meat in it. And it's really delicious. Definitely something that I'd recommend. But he ate it in a really, really weird way. Um, Let me guess. Did he, like, 
unpeel all of the tortellini and like eat it from the inside? Or... I wish he had done that. That would have made more sense to me because, okay, maybe you just like to have your food separate. Some people don't like having their food touching. Totally fine. But what he did was he took the full glass of red wine that he'd ordered and poured it directly on top of the tortellini boscaiola. What? And like he had no sort of, wow, this is what I'm doing. It was so normal to him and I just looked at him like, what? in the actual hell are you doing? Wait, how did it... But, like, was the bowl big or something? Like, like it was It was a decent-sized bowl. Like, there was there was enough room that it was sort of like an additional sauce and it didn't overflow or anything, but it just... It kind of sat on top of it because being a creamy pasta, it, really, it, it couldn't get in. It couldn't get in. And it was just... It was so confusing. And I, I asked him, I was like, um, so th- this pasta that you're having... Is it not good enough on its own? <laughs> what What is happening here? And he's like, oh, well, I mean, it all kind of mixes together in your stomach anyway, so <gasps> it's totally fine to have them together. And I'm like, no, it's not. Wait, but, like, did you? is this something he does every time? I don't know if it's something he does every time, but he's certainly done it before this time because it was just so normal to him to be like, yeah, I'm just going to pour my wine all over my pasta before he'd even tried any of it. That is so spooky. It's just gross. It's creepy. <laughs> I've never, I've never even, like, Googled or seen any reference to doing anything like that. People mm. have weird things with their food. Yeah, and I mean, all power to him if that's what he wants to do, but it's really, really weird, and I'm... Being Italian, I'm like, no, that's not okay. I can't abide by this. No, I remember once my best friend in primary school was an Italian girl and she, her mum made us bolognese. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's, they, what are you, what's the actual name for bolognese? Oh, you can call it bolognese, call spaghetti it bolognese. bolognese or whatever. Okay, well, we had that. And being a good skip that I am, <laughs> I get the fucking Heinz tomato. Oh, no. Just splattered all over and I was never invited back. If it's any consolation, my next door neighbour growing up did that, but with barbecue sauce. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. No, it was not a there. winner. Even year six me knows that's not a goer. Mm-hmm. So, Steph, how would you date, how would you rate this date? I mean, apart from the catastrophe with the pasta, it was okay, but I just couldn't get past it. Past it. Ha-ha. <laughs> that was unintentional. Um, he was really, really lovely. We just, we, we kind of acknowledged after that point that it got weird, it got awkward, because we just couldn't get past it. And I was like, okay, well, it was nice to meet you. I still have him on Instagram. He still, like, watches all my Instagram stories. But overall, I would say I'm going to give it three and a half, because it was good. It was just weird. I need to go back to the (laughs) for a sec. Did he have, like, a spork? How did he get the sauce? So we'd ordered garlic bread as well. Oh, Which is the this worst is part. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And he ate all of the pasta and I was like, okay, cool. And then he did the typical, like, there's garlic bread left over. Let's mop up this sauce kind of thing. And it just, like, it, it looked so fucked. It had yeah. <laughs> separated on the plate. So there was, like, pools of red wine and just creamy blobs all over the place. It just looked so bad. And here he was mopping it up with garlic bread and just chowing down. And I'm looking at it like I've lost my appetite. I can eat so much pizza usually. I barely got through it that day. Veil, R.I.P. Mm. If he's doing that if he's doing that on a first date, imagine a year down mm. the track. What else is there? What else is there in that little high, hidden hole of your brain? What is happening? Like, how, how much more can there be if this is where your starting point is? 
Three and a half. Very, very nice of you, I think. Mm, I'm generous, like he was with his red wine. So there you have it. We're into the final seconds of the final episode. I want to thank everybody so much for listening. Say hi to your dad for me. We live in a world where there are plenty of catfish in the sea and ghosting went from supernatural to natural. We get it. Dating can be rough. So for now, why not take it easy? Tinder. Swipe right.